0: This is everything I learned about being homeless, living on the streets for 42 days, for better or worse, don't ask me why now, but after this, I don't ever want to talk about this again. August 20th, 2012, I decided to be homeless voluntarily. I ran away from home. I didn't know for how long. It's been eight years since, and it's taken me a long time to to understand and to come to grips with how gnarly of an adventure that was six weeks on 6th Street.
1: When you told me about it, I don't think I, I don't think it, it hit me. I think it was dumb that you were homeless.
0: And this
2: needs to be documented because I want to see this a year from now and wonder how I feel about this
0: then. I used to be proud of this notion, the fact that I started from the bottom and now I'm here. And and now I can honestly say that it's it's painful to think about. It's not something that I'm proud of anymore. And I hurt a lot of people during that time and I was in a lot of pain. Thank you, sir. You know, I used to come here, uh, I, I used to be homeless living on the streets. And whatever money I had, I'd spend it on a pizza here. Man, thank you. I could have bought cans of tuna, but I got pizza instead.
3: I don't blame you.
1: I don't see a point in being homeless on purpose. I think if you you wanted to be homeless again, I think you would have to be on your own. I wouldn't do that with
0: you. You know, I I hurt myself. I abused myself and I fell off the wagon and I, I betrayed my own ideals. And that's not something that you can forget. And it's hard to forgive yourself. And it doesn't make me better than you. And it doesn't make me naive or stupider than you. But it makes me me. This is everything I learned being homeless, living on the streets for 42 days. So my brother drove me to Austin, and uh, somebody accompanied me. It was a, a girl who went to the film premiere, and I don't want to put her on blast or anything. I think she had her own reasons for escaping the valley yeah. and saw me as an opportunity to do something new. So we kind of used each other to be honest, but for six weeks we were together and we were on the streets. She's the one, I'll give her credit, that found that fire escape. And it it was behind a tree at the time and now that tree's no longer there. So we we were shielded from cops that would have busted us and said, hey, knock it off, like go away or something. For five weeks stayed right up here in this fire escape. I'd love nothing more than to go up there right now and check it out, but it looks like it's occupied. And I'm gonna respect that but this is where it happened and it's where it continues to happen. This is right next to my favorite movie theater in Austin Texas the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz but this place was my church just one block away from that fire escape where I used to stay. I bumped into a Richard Linklater here while I was tripping on mushrooms sorry Aiden. It was just once. I ran into Spike Lee about a couple blocks this way too, I got to shake his hand. And it was just so cool to me that there was filmmakers that I loved, that I adored, that I worshiped growing up, that were just walking around the streets of Austin, Texas, like it was normal. That was more than enough incentive for me to to live here. So Uh, what is
2: a day like? I mean, what is a day like
0: homeless? The day is to wake up before the sun comes up. Um, I would put my alarm to like six in the morning Go to Starbucks, get the cheapest thing that you can afford. So you spend like a dollar on a hot chocolate or something. So you can use their bathroom because they don't let you use bathrooms when you're homeless downtown.
2: Washing my fucking dick and balls and armpits, you know, at a
0: Starbucks. What kind of person does something like this?
1: I think the kind of person that does that is a bit lost. Maybe insecure is my first thought. Definitely someone who's trying to find themselves. A person who learns the hard way, which I know you do. And I guess just someone who wants to, like, see for themselves what they're made out of.
3: What kind of person does that? A damaged one? Because, I mean, obviously, some uh, traumatic events happened in their life to want to just do their own thing and not include their family. You know what I mean? So I don't want to just easily say a selfish person, right? But, like, a, a very damaged person.
0: Um, now my mother at the time didn't know I was homeless and eventually I had to tell her because um, I felt bad like she would wake up in the middle of the night give me a call and I was like she knows something like an intuition she just knows something is up eventually I told her what do you think about the that time I was homeless
3: oh that makes my stomach uh turn. man it's just, all right. not a good thing why
0: that's what my documentary is about i just want uh i'm going to ask you five questions I, I called jeremy and i asked him and i got his i got his answers um just what did you think about that time when i was homeless
3: i i just did not like it son it just uh that was not safe for you goodness
0: what kind of person does that i
3: don't know what you were trying to prove but uh attention-seeking maybe i don't know
0: what what was the, the first part of that answer? What do you mean, why? I told you why, because I'm, I'm re- making a documentary. Do you understand that? Okay. Get, does that answer your why?
3: Okay. So, What kind of person does that? Yeah. Desperate.
0: Can you elaborate on that?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know what it was with you, because you had no business doing that. You, I mean, you had a place to stay. They're not like people that are out on the street that don't have a place to stay. You had a place to stay you chose to
0: do that from your perspective was it worth it i don't think it was do do you think more harm than good came out of that
3: i have to hang up
1: now
0: okay well thanks mom
1: a part of me wants to say that yes it was worth it because i think you hit rock bottom and anything after that is going to be easier for you to do. Riding on the beach, a V, pen and some paper. Trying to make dope loves for all these haters. A little in my it's pocket, no but I ain't stopping. Give me a little time, I'ma have your head rocking.
0: He ain't about no money, he ain't about the cars. I'm chasing my dreams, and dude, I'm shooting for the stars. I
3: threw on my crown, but God come first. I'ma accomplish some things while I'm riding in the hearse. Get my
1: ducks in the road, first thing first. Recognize the Lord before you go back to the dirt.
0: So what's your name, man? King Caleb. I appreciate you, bro. Be safe. Thanks for looking out. Thank you. Be safe. I,
2: I, I left the valley, I ran away and I'm here now and I'm living a shabby life, very shabby, very fucking humbling, um, but I love it because I earned it. I earned this rigorous, sad loneliness. I earned that, that's mine. You know, I, I abandoned the comfortable. I abandoned the turf and went to the terrain and And uh, I I know that the next project will be richer because of it. And and my soul will be richer because of it. and, And that's why it's worth it. And that's what justifies, you know, the decisions I made in 2012.
1: I mean, like, you overcame homelessness. Like, there's nowhere, after being homeless, like, there's nowhere to go but up.
2: I mean look i think a lot of people are empty because they've never felt that they've never they've never got to experience that side of the table or that side of life of being at the bottom and and understanding what it's like and i think that they miss out on so much of their life when they've never done that because i don't think they know how to relate to people i mean they miss out on a demographic of people who have been there and until you've experienced it you can't really talk about it or even pretend to act like you know what that's like and so i think that you know the the dna inside of you is exactly what that comes down to of being willing to lose it all being willing to give it all you know for what you believe in and what you want you know i say run away like i did behind everybody's back but i said my goodbyes everybody kind of knew because i said that's what i
3: was going to do but i think nobody really thought it was going to happen until i did it you mean you know when I when when you told me originally that you were gonna do that I was just kind of like I kind of believed in you that you would do it but like I was kind of expecting that after I dropped you off you're gonna call me whether it was the next day or sometime that week I honestly felt that way and I mean I was gonna be there to go get you I think it was uh, it was a decision made uh, off of impulse you kind of wanted somebody to tell you not to go but at the same time I kind of feel like I did tell you not to go but you were kind of convincing and you, you said that it was just something you needed to do. And uh I don't know. I didn't really fully understand what that meant, but I think it was just something in your life that you needed to do at that time. I'm I'm glad you're still alive. Was it worth it? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to answer that. because it was kinda it was scary going to bed and not knowing where you were. I mean I would try to message you as much as I could. Uh, I I worried every day. I know mom did too, especially. I mean, especially because, I mean, we, we kind of lied to her at the beginning, you know, and you had me lie to her too. I mean, you asked me to, and it was my choice to want to do it, but you asked me to, so I, I mean, was, I was worried, and until so I was just like, fuck, I do have to tell her.
0: You learn a lot about yourself years after the fact, and uh, I wrote some stuff down, so I'm going to, I'm going to speak it. What I've learned eight years later, documenting this journey, I think it was a cry for help in a lot of ways. I think it was, it was a plea for autonomy it may seem crazy and desperate but at the time that's exactly who i was i do think i wanted someone to save me and that decision making came from the root of a child who wanted attention who always needed to be heard and cared for but wasn't if i had a claire in my life before that i don't think i would have made that decision i think i just wanted somebody to talk to and so at the risk of glamorizing and romanticizing this adventure, that's not something that I want to do. But I do want to be able to share this piece of poetry that gave me the idea in the first place to try something this crazy. If you're gonna try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, and maybe even your mind. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision. It could mean mockery. Isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it, despite rejection and the worst odds. And it will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There is no other feeling like it. You'll be alone with the gods, and the night will flame with fire. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is. The truth is I needed, to, I needed a fresh start. I needed a new beginning. I wanted to suffer in this weird way because I knew if I could overcome rock bottom, I could do anything. And I needed to do that for myself first to get to the next whatever that it was gonna be, the next film, the next script, the next I don't know what. So I kind of punished myself in this weird way um, at a shot of my own independence. I didn't want to depend on my mom yeah. or anybody else. I thought, you know what, by any means necessary, I'm gonna go try making it someplace else.